Welcome to Silently Bleeding, Hope for the Pastor's Wife. I'm your host, Jan McIntyre. Today, we're interviewing Stacy Hawkenbury. We're going to be talking with Stacy about the difficulties she's walked through as a pastor's wife and how God birthed their church, authentic church, through much pain and victory. Let's jump right into the interview. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm honored that you asked me to um, do this with you. So thank you. Well, I'm excited to talk to you and find out about you. Can you tell us a little bit about you, Stacy? Yes, I am a Puerto Rican from the Bronx. <laughs> I grew up in South Florida, um, graduated 1999 from uh, Plantation High. So if anybody in Florida is watching this, whoop, PHS. But um, I came to know the Lord when I was about 18 years old. So I really didn't um, grow up in youth group or anything like that. Uh, I was a messed up kid that actually stumbled upon a church service. And it was at that church service that I actually got saved. So mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I am a mother of three children, uh, nine, eight, and five. We couldn't have kids for 10 years. So the first one's a miracle. The second one was, oh, and the third one was, okay, we can stop now, Lord. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm married to an awesome uh, pastor. His name's Kevin Hockenberry. We actually just moved back to Florida, Central Florida, Orlando area to plant a church. So that's what we are doing back here. And your church, I love the name Authentic Church. That's beautiful. Thank you. Yes, it is Authentic Church. Um, There's a whole story behind that. It was birthed um, from pain, actually. Um, The Lord used what really the enemy was trying to destroy. He used that for, for good, which you asked me earlier, what is one of the verses that I've really been holding on to? And it's that verse in Genesis where it talks about how, you know, the enemy comes to meant to destroy something, but God said, I'm going to take that and I'm going to use it for good. So yeah, authentic was birthed um, from a lot of pain um, and a lot of victory. So Amen. Amen. So Stacy, you're now a pastor's wife and a pastor. Tell me what's that like? Um, it's, it's beautiful now, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, I have been in ministry for close to two decades now. So, um, I've seen a lot of ups and downs in ministry. Um, I've seen a lot of hurt. I've seen a lot of expectations that pastors' wives <laughs> are given. And, um, and it's funny that, you know, you asked me, how has it been as a pastor's wife and as a pastor? Those are two different seasons for me. Um, although I'm still a pastor's wife, obviously, um, but it, being a pastor now is a different season than only being a pastor's wife. And, um, it was tough. I'm going to be, I, we can be honest on this thing, right? Like, are we going to be real here? Um, it has, it's been difficult. Um, honestly, something that I would have never agreed to, 
like I would be fine doing something else and attending church and cleaning toilets if the Lord had asked me to do that for my church, but he had other plans. It, it was difficult. I um, actually married my husband super young. We met at church and um, when we got married, we immediately went to Bible school and then immediately had our first um, pastor job. And it was, for pennies a week, we did, we worked so hard. <laughs> we were youth pastors and I started seeing that I was supposed to be something um, for the people. They put a certain expectation on me um, and me being so young, I was like, okay, so should I change the way I speak? Should I, how should I look? And to my surprise, people would tell me, yes, please uh, speak a little bit better. Or um, I need you to cut your hair. I actually had someone tell me I needed to cut my hair. Oh, wow. I actually had longer hair than I have now. <laughs> and um, they said, you need to cut your hair because a, a good pastor's wife has short hair. Oh. And I was oh, and so that's what I did. I cut my hair. I started wearing different clothing. And that was the beginning of a lot of isolation for me because I wasn't operating in what and who God had created me to be. I wasn't growing in that. I was growing in other people's expectation of me. And it was, it really, it damaged me. Um, it, it hurt me for a while. And now fast forward many years later, I'm a pastor um, with my husband. And I'm telling you right now, this is, it's so freeing operating in who God created me to be and not who others think I'm supposed to be. It's very, very freeing. Um, being a pastor, co-pastoring with my husband, I love it, Jan. Like I, I, I am operating in freedom and, and trying to live authentic. And it is, it's very freeing. Amen. Amen. So Stacy, obviously from what you've said, you've had a lot of hurt as well as many other pastor's wives, probably every pastor's wife, if they've been in that position more than a day or two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, without names, of course, or names there. Can you share like maybe a specific time you felt like you were silently bleeding on the inside and, and share about that and how God brought you through it? Yeah, um, about three or four years ago, um, I really started seeing the hand of God um, and healing of God in my life. And it was, it was beautiful. And it was because um, I had several people and church people. I love church people. I love the local church. So please do not get me wrong. <laughs> like these were just people that were in a church, sinful, imperfect people, just like I am, but okay. they really hurt me. <laughs> um, I had a lot of gossip. Um, said about me. I had a lot of um, phone calls. Uh, the way I was leading, they didn't like it for their teenager, so I need to change. Um, I believe it or not, I had someone yell at me in the hallway because I didn't attend one of their uh, one of the leggings party, whatever that is. Um, she was really upset with me and screamed at me in the hallway, and I took it. I stood there and I. <sighs> mm. And I walked away 
And I turned it right before I walked away. I turned around to her and I said, you know, I'm so sorry that I hurt you. And I walked away. And I remember this burning sensation right here. And I started to sweat and tears started falling down my cheeks. And I had to run to my husband's office because I didn't want people to see the pastor's wife crying over something. And I just cried and I cried and I cried. And I was like, Lord, the people that you sent me here to minister to are the same people that are stabbing me in the back. Mm-hmm. As, they, as I love them, they seem to not love me. Everything I do is wrong. I'm not this way. I'm not that way. I'm not good enough for them. I don't say the right things to them. And it was, it was really difficult and it was painful. And the thing with that season of my life was it wasn't just that lady who yelled at me in the hallway. It was also different people that came in and out of church And I truly believe the enemy knew my weakness and he was laying some bait out for me. Mm -hmm. And he just laid that bait out. And in all honesty, I was so hurt. I was taking it. I was taking it. I was taking it. And it created bitterness in me. And it actually, um, I ended up one night crying, screaming at the Lord. You know, pastor's wives were not allowed to scream at the Lord, right? Are Are we not allowed... Well, I guess I failed then because I've done it. (laughs) I was screaming. I'm like, Lord, you told me, you called me to lead these people. And I'm, I'm bleeding. Like I'm bleeding and no one seems to care. And I walked upstairs to my room that night and I told my husband, he was doing laundry. He was folding and I said, babe, I'm done. He's like, what do you mean? I said, I'm not going to be at church next week. I'm done. And he looked at me and he said, well, what do you, what do you mean you're done? What happened? And I'm like, everything. I can't seem to get it right. Mm -hmm. People, we preach about showing grace and love that our God um, is a God of love and full of grace. And yet his people don't extend it back to their own people. I said, I'm done. And I don't want to do this anymore. And he put the clothes down and he looked at me. And I knew at that moment, it was the, it was the voice of God speaking into my life because he said, I know this is hard, but I'm telling you right now, God is going to use your hurt, Stacy. I need you to dig deep. I need you to dig deep. And I was like, I'm not digging deep. I had an attitude. I'm going to tell you the truth, Jan. (laughs) I had an attitude. I'm like, I don't want to dig deep. I'm done. I'm done forgiving. I'm done doing this. Just hang in there. I need you to dig deep. What do you mean dig deep? I need you to dig deep. Go deeper. And I did. I decided to start praying for those people. (laughs) I started to um, view them as the sheep that we are, we're dirt, sheep are dirty and messy. And, and I started viewing them differently. I started asking, huh? Sheep bite. Sheep bite hard. And it hard and it hurts, you know, it hurts. And so, yeah, I, I really started to do things biblically. And, and, you know, you think that you, 
well, you love these people. You love the Lord. I'm doing it biblically. But when they hurt you, how I responded was very um, important. And I was responding with, I'm going to retreat. Now that, now that I retreated, I'm going to be bitter. And now this bitterness has rooted in me. And now everything that I do, how I speak, that bitterness comes out. And I started recognizing that. And I'm like, no, 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 we're not. We're not going down that road. So yeah, a lot of pain um, and a lot of healing. And I'm still going through that healing. Um, and I think I'll go through it till the day I, I meet the Lord. <laughs> yeah, we all do. <laughs> Stacy, for the pastor's wife that is watching right now or female pastor that is walking through some of those difficult, most hurtful times, they feel like they're bleeding because sheep do bite and they bite hard, thus the bleeding. What words of wisdom do you have for that precious woman of God that's watching right now with tears streaming down her face saying, she's telling my story? You know, um, I think during the journey that I was on, and it was a journey because I have um, really seen the glory of God during this, um, I wouldn't have accepted anyone telling me any kind of words of encouragement because my pain was so deep and what, and I didn't see any light at the end of the tunnel because when you're so offended, offense blinds you. Yeah. And so, and it blinds you and it, um, it creates this wall where now people, well-meaning people can't even break through because that offense is so, so deep. Um, but I want to tell <laughs> sweet sisters that are watching, God sees you. Yes, yes. He sees you when no one else does. He sees you when you are in the kitchen screaming because you're in so much pain and you feel like no one understands. He understands. Yes. He understands. And there was one thing that I pray that I still pray. Um, and it's that no weapon formed against me would prosper. It's a major prayer that we pray daily in our home, that no weapon formed against my mind, no weapon formed against my children, my, the ministry, whatever, it, that it would not prosper. And so if I could encourage you, um, God is good. He will heal. But you have to have to forgive these people. You have to let go because they are not responsible for your pain now. You are responsible on how you um, now handle this pain. And in all honesty, I retreated because the pain was so heavy. But I encourage you to move forward, to give it to the Lord, um, to talk to people. Because I'm telling you right now, we have this definition of what a pastor's wife is supposed to be. And a lot of times it's a toxic definition. Like, well, you're not, you're supposed to have all the answers. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to encourage you be free. You don't have to have all the answers. <laughs> well, you're, aren't you supposed to be at church every week, four times a week? Aren't you supposed to be doing this? Aren't you supposed to look that way? I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to encourage you, sweet sister. You need to be who God has created you to be, not who people 
have told you that you need to be because when you live in your true authentic self not the self the world tells you but your true authentic self the way the lord wants to create in you and use you i'm telling you right now words from other people these offenses they will not take root anymore because when you live in freedom sis it's a beautiful thing (laughs) amen amen i think we've all if we've got like i said you know any amount of time under our belts as pastor's wives we've had people bite and we have to choose how we respond and i think you know i i can relate to what you're saying there are times that I remember walking in my husband's office, slamming my hand on his desk, and I can't take it anymore. <laughs> we all go there. But my husband said, baby, go call your prayer partner. <laughs> he was like, he knew, he knew another woman, like he was willing to listen to me, but he knew my godly prayer partner would listen and pray for me, even though he was praying for me. Sometimes a woman needs a woman who really knows yes. that emotional feeling. And I praise God for my precious prayer partner who has listened down through the years and we've been there for each other. And to this day, we still are praying for each other. And um, so, yeah, we, we have to be willing. And I like that about the offense, uh, but the, when you started saying, because immediately I was thinking a fence, you know, when we get begin <laughs> building a fence and what does that fence do? It blocks us. It blocks us off from God. It blocks us off from others and helping ourselves. We're actually hurting ourselves. And so thank you for being so real, Stacey, because there's no point in doing this if we're not going to be real. And it is freeing, so freeing to say, welcome to Jan. Welcome (laughs) to Casey. Right? Yeah. Yes. I want to, you said something so critical there when, when you said you would walk into your husband's office and slam your hand and say, I'm going crazy right now. You said something critical that you went to your prayer partner. Mm -hmm. Okay. That is critical. Um, because silently bleeding means that you're doing it alone. Right. Right. And so it's so important that we, um, speak our truth and our pain to those that are trusted, not toxic people, but trusted wise women of God. They're out there. They're out there. You ask the Lord, Lord, send me a wise woman to come into my life that I'll be able to kind of unload some things onto her. And she doesn't take that and then post it on social media or start gossiping to her friends. You need a support system because Um, one of the things that made me feel like alone was that I felt like I was the only one, like I was the only one feeling like this. So surely I was wrong. Surely I wasn't strong enough in the Lord because I was feeling all kinds of way, uh, types of way. But, um, it's important that we seek out, I have a mentor right now. She prays for me. Um, but I trust her. I trust her to tell me, look at me in my face and tell me, no, that's wrong. And we need to go through scripture right now and we need to break that thought process in you. Okay. You know, find someone, be real with, with strong women of God that have your back. It's important. It's important that you were able to run to someone and not run to your closet and just rot in there, you know? So 
Yes, that's so true. It's so true. And I, I have this precious pastor's wife in the country of Poland that reached out to me a couple of years ago. She said, God, I need a mentor. Lord, who should I call? And she said, the Lord said, call Jane. I don't know why God calls me Jane to foreigners. But, <laughs> but she contacted me. I actually had met her when I was doing a, a missions work in India, a short-term missions trip. And anyway, but it's just, I, and I only share that to say, when we call out to God and say, God, I need a mentor, he will bring the woman of God to you. And it may not be who you think it, you know, no. but it needs to be someone, like you said, that you trust and that you're going to allow to be spiritually in your face. And that's why I, I have two women in my life that if I say, well, blah, 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 and I'm just like really in the flesh, they're going to lovingly tell me, okay, Jan, let's, let's look at that. And, you know, let's see what the scripture says. And, and, you know, you're in the flesh right now, girl. Yeah. I love that. I want that. And we as women of God have to come to that place yes. as wives, as female pastors to realize, I don't know it all. I'm blind to me. And I need women of God who's going to speak into my life and say, Jan, you know what? I see. I, I said to someone the other day, I said, if you ever see me starting to puff up in pride and be like, oh, look what I'm doing. Look how I am. And they said, oh, I will drive all the way to Florida and I will be in your face, my friend. Go ahead. You said, need that. You, yes. need, you need that. But the thing is, some we are, I don't know what goes in our mind that we, ha we have to do this. We have to be strong because we're, a, we're in ministry and no, we are not called to be the Holy Spirit. We're not called to be God. We are called to love these people. And as these people bleed, he understands like we bleed as well. You know, we are created to be in community, yes. not on a, on a island alone. We're created to be, uh, to be in community. And so you need those people. You need those women that you do this where you just, and I just, recently met you you just send words of encouragement because the holy spirit has just led you like if we feel we don't have to be in this um you know know every word in the bible and pray uh, eloquently if we feel like a word of encouragement for another sister let's do it you know let's be in community with each other we don't have to know each other for years um i don't even I just met you and I feel like I, I can trust this woman. This woman is awesome, you know? Well, and you. thank you. Thank you. And I know God heard my prayer several years ago when I said, please, Lord, send me an army. Send me an army of women to Ooh, hold me up. Send me an army of women. And, you know, sometimes we, we, we want to wake up the next day. Where's my army, Lord? <laughs> and it's like, I'm preparing them for you. Yes, yes. So hold on, I'm preparing them for you. So, yeah, so th first of all, thank you. Thank you for doing this, for being real and raw um, and giving a space for women to say, I don't have all the answers. Um, I'm not God. I'm hurt. Help. You know, so hats off to you. Jane. <laughs> Jane from... <laughs> It is true. It's I have a friend that always calls me Jane, and 
uh, to different countries and I'm Jane. I'm like, okay, Lord, I hated that name as a child, not for others, but for me. But now it's like, okay, Lord, if I'm Jane in foreign countries, so be it. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> God created us to be and learn to be comfortable in our own skin. And, and yeah. that's a good thing. Yeah. Well, Stacey, I am so honored that God brought you into my life. And I love how he connects women. I connected with you through someone up north that said, you need to talk to Stacy." And I was like, yes, I would love to talk to Stacy." So <laughs> it's amazing how God does that. And I just thank you for being real because that's the whole purpose of this ministry is so that women can know, you know, we poop too. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We have issues, we have frustrations, but God. Yes, yes, amen. Thank you for joining us on Silently Bleeding, Hope for the Pastor's Wife. 